Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed shareholders, dear guests, I'd like to welcome you to the ADM of F.L. Smith, the annual general meeting held on these premises for the first time. The board, as in previous years, has decided to appoint Mr. Klaus Sugo, attorney at law, to act as chairman of the meeting. I will hand over the meeting to Mr. Sugo. Thank you very much, says Mr. Sugo. My role initially is kind of formal. I need to establish that the meeting has been duly convened and that we are quarried. I have checked this in advance, and I, that is the conclusion I've reached. There are some provisions in the Articles of Association and Legislation that have to be complied with. The meeting must be held before the end of April in the Greater Copenhagen area. It's easy to establish that these two things have been complied with. According to legislation, the meeting must be convened at a notice of three to five weeks. It must be done on the website of the company through the Danish business agency's IT system and also, of course, with a corporate uh, announcement. It used to be called a stock exchange release. And shareholders can also register for getting uh, the convening notice by mail, and those that have registered in that way have received it by mail. So the meeting has been duly convened as far as I can tell. Concerning the business to be transacted, the large majority of items can be adopted by simple majority. Amendments to the Articles of Association require two-thirds of the capital represented and the votes present. And uh, that's 7-2 on the agenda. It was inserted because there was new legislation in the pipeline concerning bearer shares. It w would take effect immediately after the AGM and therefore required an amendment. And that's why the board m proposed that we made a change from bearer shares to registered shares. But a reasonable transitional scheme has been introduced yesterday for these new shares, and that's why there was no reason to deal with this uh, item 7.2. So we only require a, s a simple majority today. 508 shareholders have turned up. Five minutes ago, 322 of the 814 that had asked for admission cards had turned up, among them uh, 200 shareholders. It is possible to, post, uh, to mail uh, your proxy to the board in advance or to a third party, and you can also do postal voting. Uh, you can also use a specific form where you indicate very specifically by ticking boxes yes or no or abstention in relation to the proposals on the agenda. 206 have issued a proxy with instructions and there have also been postal votes. About 26% of the capital is represented at today's meeting. Concerning the procedure to be followed, I would ask you kindly to silence your mobile phones. And we will now turn to the business to be transacted. I would say that the first four items on the agenda will be dealt with in one go by the uh, board chairman, Mr. Van Sørensen. After that, it will be possible to put questions and make comments. And then, of course, after that, it will be possible to do the same for the individual items on the agenda. Uh, Mr. Thomas Schulz, the CEO, is excellent in Swedish but and also in English, and he will reply in English if there are questions to him. But all questions put will be answered by the people on the 
Brostrom. I will now hand over to the board chairman to deal with the first four items on the agenda. You have the floor. Thank you so much. FL Smith is a global leading supplier of sustainable technologies to six growth industries, copper, gold, coal, iron ore, fertilizer, minerals, and cement. We're a full-scope supplier. We supply individual machines and complete production lines, and we also optimize plants and systems. We also offer to take over the operation of the plant subsequently. By now, actually, our service business is about half our turnover, half of our revenue. We have good growth opportunities. Minerals and cement play a central role in continued global economic, social, and technological developments. F.L. Smith contributes to the development of communities and cities, and we help meet the growing need for resources and infrastructure. This is a need driven by an increase in GDPs, a quickly growing middle class, industrialization, and urbanization particularly, obviously, in the developing countries and emerging economies. And we have two-thirds of our revenue in developing countries. So an investment in F.L. Smith is an investment in growth markets. Innovation, turnkey solutions, productivity improvements are at the top of the agenda in cement and minerals. And that's why we have a unique competitive position. As a business partner, we provide highly specialized process knowledge and technological insight. That's why we're unique, and that's why it's difficult for others to copy what we can do. Our research and development work in minerals focuses on finding solutions uh, to the serious structural changes of the mining industry, safety, declining ore grades, water scarcity, environmental permits that can be difficult to obtain, and also rising capital expenditure. Our priorities for R&D and cement are driven by the industry's demand for more efficiency, more energy efficiency, and reduction of flue glass emissions, and obviously always lower costs. Mineral processing has been a difficult market in 14, and uh, actually investments are expected to bottom out in 15. We are approaching a low point in the cycle in mineral processing. Raw material prices have fallen to this pressure on the profits and cash flows of mining companies. But their uh, level of production is still record high. But our customers would like to deliver more free cash flows, and that's why their investments are falling. It's not because of a decline in, in demand, but we're not expecting to see growth there uh, again until 1780. If you look at cement, well, the new cement capacity market has been at a cyclical low point for years now, but we do expect to increase order intake in 15. We think that low oil prices will have a short-term negative effect on activities in oil exporting countries, but at the same time, it will help support uh, growth in the longer term in oil importing countries. In August 14, we developed a new organizational structure. We wanted to generate growth. We wanted to be better geared at navigating encyclical industries. Because of that, since the 1st of January this year, we now have four new divisions. We have two global so-called project divisions. Those are cement and minerals. And then we have two smaller, or we have, no, we have two areas that are less sensitive, and that's 
product companies and customer services. They're not so sensitive to economic fluctuations. This will enhance our operational efficiency. We will have more homogeneous business models, and we have the same segment divided customer access and a clear management focus. So I believe we'll have an edge on the competition going forward. We used to have material handling, mineral processing. They are now being combined under minerals. They'll focus on delivering the full range of equipment and solutions to the mineral industry. The cement division will continue to focus on delivery of complete systems and product lines for the global cement industry. Now, we have sort of segregated nine central product companies and put them into uh, an independent product companies division to promote these unique brands. Customer services will also continue to be an independent division so so that we can promote a strong service culture and service mentality. With this new structure, I believe we are ready to reap the full benefits of all cyclical stages, services. We have services, products, and projects, right? In December, we held a capital market day where we explained the rationale between the new structure and the new divisions. The long-term financial targets of the group are unchanged, but we then introduced new long-term targets for each of the new divisions. Because of the new group structure, it's now clearer that our activities are divided into two high-margin divisions, that's customer service and product companies, but they require certain working capital. And then we have the two project divisions, cement and minerals. They're more cyclically sensitive by nature. Here, margins are lower, but because of advanced payments and outsourcing of production, it should be possible actually to operate those divisions with a negative working capital, and obviously that makes the return on the capital employed very attractive. All divisions are expected to grow over time, driven by the underlying global increase in demand for cement and minerals. Early in January 14, it was decided to add a new business development position to strengthen our executive management. We want to focus more on efficiency, strategic development, and integration. So Eric Thomas Poupier was appointed Group Executive Vice President for Business Development. Um, Mr. Poupier is 39, and he's a French citizen. Is right up here. 1st of April in 14, Lars Vestergaard became our new group CFO and is also a member of the executive management. He's 40 years old and a Danish citizen. He replaced Ben Goren. Because of the new divisional structure, we announced on the 13th of August, that we announced in August 14, we appointed new divisional managers for the Minerals Division, the Product Companies Division, and the Customer Services Division. On the 1st of September 14, Manfred Schaffer became the manager of the Mineral Handling Division, and that was then, will be, will be merged with Minerals Processing to create the new Minerals Division. Manfred Schaffer is 56. He is an Austrian citizen, and he replaced Peter Flanagan, who is now responsible for global key account management. On the 1st of January this year, 15, Brian Day was appointed manager of the Customer Services Division, and he also became a member of the Group Executive Management. He is 58 and a U.S. citizen. 
and sitting right in front of me. Bryante, uh, he will be responsible for the uh, continued growth of FL Smith, the F.L. Smith uh, Group's service and aftermarket uh, activities. He replaced Bjarne Marke Hansen, who became uh, manager of the new product companies division from the 1st of January 15. So because of all that, um, the manager of the material handling division, Carsten Lund, left the group executive management, and he then became the country manager in India uh, from the 1st of January this year. Over the last 10 years, F.L. Smith has been selling off its building materials companies. They're not part of the future strategy. 12th of January 15, we signed a contract with the company in the Solix AB Group for the sale of all shares. In the last company we have, we had the fiber cement producer Sembrit Holding AS. The last one we had in building materials. It was finalized on the 30th of January and the company was sold for 1.1 billion kroner. Both the cement and the mining industry are currently at a cyclical low point in terms of investments in new machinery and plants. Revenue declined 17% in 2014 because of a lower volume of orders at the start of the year and a lower order intake in the course of the year. The main reason being that the mining industry has reduced investments even further in 2014 in order to minimize tied up capital and reduce costs. New orders declined by 15% to 17.8 billion kroner, of which minus 2% was due to currency movement and the rest was due primarily to a decline in orders in the mineral processing and material handling divisions as a result of the aforementioned lower investments in the mining industry. The level of small unannounced orders fell in all divisions towards the end of the year. This was because of a number of geopolitical risks that created more uncertainty and instability, and that put a damper on investment plans both in the cement and mineral industries. New orders in cement remained largely unchanged in 2014. The cement industry remains challenged by low capacity utilization in certain regions, whereas economic growth is uh, boosting demand for new capacity in other regions. At the global level, the positive signs are multiplying and they are getting stronger. New orders in customer services declined 8% in 2014 and the year ended relatively uh, weakly for customer services because of greater market uncertainty in relation to falling oil and raw material prices and currency fluctuations. However, customer services delivered a record high level of revenue in 2014. The order backlog for the group as a whole declined by 15% in 2014 to 19 billion kroner. 71% of the order backlog is expected to be converted into revenue in 2015. Despised a market under pressure and declining revenue in 2014, operational earnings increased by 56% because of capacity adjustments and the positive effect of the efficiency-enhancing program. After a number of years with many acquisitions, in 2013, F.L. Schmidt launched an efficiency-enhancing program to streamline the organization and achieve lasting efficiency improvements worth 750 million kroner. Implementation of the efficient 
Sea Enhancement Program is on track. All initiatives have been launched and the full savings will be achieved in 2015. The processing of the problematic legacy orders in the material handling division is also on track. Another three contracts were finalized in the fourth quarter of 2014, which means that there are now nine contracts outstanding that still require contractual finalization. But they have all been finalized technically or are close to that stage. The general objective for management is to ensure stable, profitable growth. The current return on capital employed, what we call ROCE, is at 11%, which is a significant improvement from 6% in 2013. We have made significant advances by trimming the organization. However, the long-term target of a return on capital employed of at least 20% will require higher order intake, higher revenue, and higher earnings. The negative trend in working capital was reversed in 2014, and free cash flows came to the highest level for five years. Cash flow from operating activities rose to 1.3 billion kroner in 2014 from the year earlier level of minus 157. Well, that's my, my, my manuscript is wrong. It says billion, says the speaker. It must be million. Yeah, it was million. Fine, thanks. The improvement on last year is due to higher earnings from operations, lower impact of changes in working capital, and a positive impact from financial payments and taxes paid. Adjusted for Sembrate, working capital came to 2.1 billion kroner at the end of 2014, which corresponds to 10.2% of revenue. The ambition is for the working capital not to exceed 10% at any point in time during the economic cycle. And during periods in which project business is dominant, working capital as a percentage of revenue should be lower. Going forward, each of the new divisions will work to comply with specific targets that reflect the business model for that particular division. After a number of years with many investments, cash flows from investments were greatly reduced both in 2013 and 14, and they are now on a par with the group's depreciation level. At the AGM last year, it was decided to reduce the company's share capital in continuation of the share buyback program sub uh, implemented in 2013. On the 30th of April 2014, the share capital was therefore reduced by 1,950,000 shares to 51,250,000 shares by the cancellation of Treasury shares. Equity increased to 7.691 billion kroner, and at the same time, the equity ratio also increased to 29% from 25% the year before. Net interest-bearing debt declined by $222 million in 2014 and in late 2014 amounted to $4.494 billion. Krona. The financial gearing calculated as net interest-bearing debt divided by EBITDA was 2.3 at the end of 2014, which is a significant improvement on the year before when gearing came to 36 the financial gearing is currently outside the target of maximum two times EBITDA, but it is expected to drop below two in early 2015, not least as a result of the sale of Sembrit 
in January this year. The aim is to pay out between 30 and 50% of the profit for the year in dividend. However, the board of proposal, uh, directors proposes to the ADM that a dividend of 9 krona per share be paid for 2015, corresponding to a total dividend of 461 million krona. That is a payout ratio of 55% and a dividend yield of 3.3%. The global organization was affected by the recession and market conditions in 2013 and 14, and the resulting need for efficiency-enhancing measures and capacity adjustments. Also, a new divisional structure was announced in August 2014, and a lot of resources went into rendering the new organizational structure operational as of the 1st of January 2015. The number of employees at the end of 2014 came to 14,765. Concerning the agenda of the Board of Directors in 2014, 10 board meetings were held and focus was especially on the new organizational structure and the four new divisions. There has also been special attention on capital efficiency and research and development. With regard to remuneration of members of board and management, I can confirm that 2014 saw no deviations from the general guidelines for remuneration for these two bodies. The total remuneration uh, comprises gross pay consisting of a fixed salary including pension, usual benefits such as current phone, and a cash bonus that may constitute up to a maximum of 40% of gross pay and share options at a value not exceeding 25% of gross pay at the time they are granted. The purpose of the variable salary components is to ensure value creation and achievement of the company's short-term and long-term goals. Total remuneration to group, the group of executive management came to 41 million kroner in 2014, up from 30 million in 2013. But it should be noted that in the period 2013 and 14, the executive management was enlarged from seven members to eight. The remuneration of the group CEO amounted to 9 million in 2014, thus unchanged from the year before. As will appear from Agenda 7.1 on the agenda, proposal to update the general guidelines for incentive pay, the Board of Directors proposes that the existing guidelines for incentive pay to the company's Board of Directors and Group Executive Management be updated. With effect from the fiscal year 2016, the proposal is that the existing share option scheme be replaced with a new long-term incentive scheme based on conditional shares which are also referred to as performance shares. The objective is to increase market conformity and value for shareholders, with the group executive management being rewarded for successful development of the company in accordance with the long-term financial targets defined for the group. When launching the new share plans, information on targets and conditions will be provided. The proposal is, in connection with the transition from share options to performance shares, to effect a small increase in the maximum value of the individual allocations to a maximum of 30% of the annual salary, including pension, from the previous level of 25%. The total costs uh, relating to the program, however, are expected to be marginally lower.
Concerning the remuneration to the board, I would like to add that it is proposed that the terms and conditions remain unchanged. Let's have a look at the outlook for 2015. We expect 2015 to be another difficult year in terms of mining orders, but we expect the negative trend to slow down and flatten out in 2015 before markets gradually start to pick up in 2016. That's why we expect lower revenue but higher margins in 2015. The order intake is expected to increase in 2015, driven by the new divisional structure. We expect uh, consolidated revenue at between 19 and 21 billion Danish kroner and an EBITDA margin of 9 to 10 percent. ROCE is expected to reach the level of 12 to 14 percent in 2015. For the two project divisions, minerals and cement, it is clear that 2015 will be a challenging year. This because of the low order backlog at the beginning of the year and a continuation of the difficult market conditions, particularly in minerals. The order intake is expected to increase in the cement division in 2015 with brighter times ahead. There seems to be improvement on the way in the market for new cement capacity. An intensification of dialogues with customers on potential cement projects gives us reason to believe that we are slowly moving away from the low point of the cycle. Both the product companies and the customer services divisions are expected to grow with an opportunity to also increase their margins. Despite the market's current low point, F.L. Smith has good opportunities to grow organically. In addition to the globalization of its product companies, there are promising prospects of growth in relation to operation and maintenance and also in relation to turnkey solutions in minerals and cement. In the short term, management will focus on taking the group safely through the current cyclical downturn and on ensuring that the company is well positioned and fully efficient when growth returns. And we expect the first signs of a return of growth to appear at the end of 2015 and the beginning of 2016. So, to conclude, I'd like to thank both management and board for good cooperation, and not least I'd like to thank the almost 15,000 employees of the group who have each made a particularly great effort in challenging times. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right, so now is the time when shareholders can make comments or put questions concerning the items on the agenda that have been submitted. There are four people that I know who would like to speak. The first one is Klaus Berner-Müller from ATP, the Labour Market Supplementary Pension Fund. After him, we will hear from Eric Simone Mortensen from PFA and then Martin Jorgensen from the Danish Shareholders Association and then Klaus Oestergaard from the Salaried Employees Association of F.L. Smith. The first speaker. Thank you. Klaus Bernamola, as you heard, and I represent ATP, the pension fund. Thank you for the report and the financial statements for 2014. 2014 was yet another challenging year for Phil Smith. Still, you got through 14 as expected in terms of revenue and earnings. But the order intake uh, was a disappointment. Mining companies reduced investments, and that was obviously reflected in the order intake, which went down by 15%. 
in FL Smith. But the company is taking a more positive look at the order intake here in 15. The order intake is expected to be higher than in 14, first of all, because of the beginning of an upturn in the cement industry. In 2014, F.L. Smith established a new divisional structure. It seems logical, seen from the outside, and according to border management, it will th make things more efficient and effective and make it easier to be more global and to sell your unique products more globally. <clears throat> but the acid test for all the measures you've taken in recent years is actually, you know, in the coming years when these when the business trends in cement and mining improve, that's, that's when we will actually see whether Phil Smith is able to gain market shares and grow profitably. ATP is optimistic about the company's future. Even this year, it will be interesting to see the development of the new division product companies. We've seen clear long-term financial uh, objectives in the annual report and also here today. But I need some more information uh, about the shorter term expectations. So I have the following question. What's the synergy you get from combining the nine product companies? And when will we see these synergies materializing? I'd also like to hear what the development of the customer group to other industries, I mean, going beyond cement and minerals, what that's going to mean in the short and medium term. Later on at the AGM, we'll be deciding on an update of the overall guidelines for incentive pay. One major change in the guidelines is the wish from 2016 to replace share options with a performance-related share scheme. ATP sees that as an improvement because share schemes are less volatile and therefore often more appropriate. The other proposals from the board are not controversial, so ATP will be happy to vote in favor of all motions under item 7 on the agenda. I wish F.L. Smith and its employees every success with their challenges in 15, and thank you for the work done in 14. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we got two very valid questions. Uh, one is, of course, related with um, the new product company division, what we created and announced in August last year and in very detail proposed and informed the market at the beginning of December last year and being alive since 1st of January. The synergy effect is based on uh, the case that all nine product companies use the same business model. That means local direct sales with a bigger part having own production. We acquired these top players for product in some of the markets several years ago, but based on the boom, especially in the mining industry, we were not able to globalize these companies. That means they are still number one or number two in the markets where they acted in when we bought them. That gives us a great opportunity to go global with these top products and top competences what we have in-house. The effective syner synergy is, of course, then in the back 
part of the company, which means we can reorganize the supply and sourcing organization to get the full benefit out of nine companies hitting each single one. Actually, the product company division is already showing some synergy effects because our guidance for this year with a higher order intake reflects the positive, more positive outlook of the product company division in 2015 versus 2014. Now to the question, what is the potential in the so-called adjacent industries? We, in 2013, we opened up a little bit more for looking into so-called adjacent industries. That means parts of the industry which are not only in the six key um, industries where we acted in before, copper, gold, coal, and so on. These businesses are, for example, harbor installations for bulk material, coal power stations. We have to offer to these industries quite unique performance, especially on the environmental and automation side. We receive quite, of, uh, quite a lot of orders and quite a lot of response out in the market for that. It would be not beneficial for us and, of course, not for our customers not to use that unique competence what we have in-house. I would like to highlight here one special development we announced in January as a result out of the partnership with our friends and colleagues in Halder Topsö, a new invention of filter bags, catalytic filter bags, the first time ever of such a product in the industry. And this product without big installations on any pyro-driven site can filter out NOx, SOx, dioxin in a normal filter application. That is one of the best R&D developments what you could see in both industries, mining as well as in cement, in the last years. Thank you. Next speaker is Eric Simoni Mordensen from PFA, the Pension Fund. Thank you very much, and thank you for giving me the floor. I am Eric Simona Mortensen, and I represent the PFA Pension Fund. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to the chairman of the executive management for the presentation of the report. 2014 was another challenging year to Eversmith with a decline of 15% in the order intake after a decline of as much as 25% the year before. So order intake has declined by a total of 35% since 2013. External circumstances, mining uh, companies are reducing their investments, continued to affect the group in 2014, and there's nothing that indicates that the investment interest is going to grow among these companies in future. However, we are pleased to note that the profitability in FLSMIT is going up, also because of the restructuring and uh, program and cost-saving program that was initiated in 2013, a program that is on track with strong rationalization measures in the mining division. And uh, that brings me to my first question. 
how does management make sure that important uh, competencies are not lost and that the organization retains focus on quality in the execution of project projects? F.L. Smith is growing fine in the uh, service division and earnings is fine, but there are difficult circumstances in mining with declining prices, and that's why there is a lot of focus on the company's own cash flow and owned earnings levels. Our next question is therefore as follows. Isn't there a risk that F.L. Smith's earnings from service will be under pressure because the mining companies want lower prices from suppliers? And what can F.L. Smith specifically do to avoid that situation from taking place, in particular in relation to service? In recent years, there have been uh, certain challenges in being a shareholder here because the price of the share has declined every year since 2010. This, despite our opinion that F.L. Smith has done a lot of good and uh, appropriate things. They have a strong position in equipment and services for the mining industry. The company is now more streamlined thanks to the divestment of Sembrid. Products companies have been separated off in an independent division, which gives a better understanding for the companies. The necessary measures have been taken by management, for instance, the restructuring program in 2013 in order to prepare the group uh, for an improvement in the situation, in particular in the mining industry. These measures have helped strengthen our trust in you, board and management, and we believe that you are ready to uh, make progress once the low business trends are over. An EBITDA margin between 10 and 13 percent is announced and a return on C uh, the ROCE uh, are fine. But the market situation may make it difficult to comply with some of your targets. But we are filled with uh, trust that you will comply with all your objectives and targets in the slightly longer term. Thank you for listening to me and good luck going forward with meeting all the challenges in 2015. Thank you, very, thank you very much for these questions. Um, at first, I would like to start with one slogan, what we use since 2013. The slogan of F.L. Schmidt into the industry is, we manage the cycle and we prepare for the upturn. We are in cement and in mining. Both are cyclical businesses. This is the truth. And we have to prepare the company to be prepared that we have upturn times and downturn times. That's the essential work of a management team. And we think we do that quite well. If I look into especially how to ensure in such a tough market situation that we keep the right skill set in the company, I can inform you about two major issues. One is we have an intensive education program ongoing in the company. As an example, since 2014, we have more than 600 managers educated in special business and competence trainings. And we will not stop that, despite the tough market environment where we are in. Because the essential part of a company are their employees and their competence. We will go on to invest in that. 
Another figure which is quite interesting to see is despite the severe downturn in revenue, up to 30-35%, in total we laid off, we had to lay off between 10 and 15% of our colleagues. This is in itself very difficult and sad, but still in industry comparison, the lowest percentage what you can find. At the same time, we were able to improve profitability significantly against industry trend. So we strongly believe with our efficiency measurement, with our business right sizing, and our long-term strategy that we are doing everything to secure our competence level and that we are definitely good prepared for the next upturn. The second question was about the risk in service if that would go away as a business in the future. Fact is that especially in the mining industry, all mining clients are cutting capex, investment in capital goods and in new big plants. At the same time, they operate on all-time high capacity. They produce a lot. But the commodity prices are very much down. To produce a lot, you need a lot of service if you don't invest in capital goods. And that's the advantage what we are working on. And we don't see any change of that behavior in the mining industry. So from that point of view, we are quite confident to further develop our service business up to the level that we are capable to take over our customer sites to operate them on a fantastic productivity improved setup. Thank you. Thank you. Martin Jorgensen of the Danish Shareholders Association is the next speaker. And after him, it'll be Klaus Ostergaard from the F.L. Smith Salaried Employees Association. But first, the Danish Association of Shareholders. Thank you. First, I'd like to thank the chairman for a good uh, report, and thank you also uh, to the good replies we just got concerning some of the questions that people asked. Uh, well, we also find the Shell Association that you're making progress uh, compared with last year with a bad result, negative bottom line. You're not quite there yet, but uh, you are saying that things are looking up. They're looking positive going forward, and we believe that too. As far as we can see, you have met your expectations, but obviously we need to see compliance with the long-term objectives. Uh, we can see clear signals that 15 will be better than 14, and obviously that's also necessary. Uh, despite the uh, decline in revenue, you have improved your bottom line, so your uh, initiative to improve efficiency seem to be working and will be fully reflected here in 15. And that, I think that's what I heard also in the responses we just heard to the other questions. When we hear the annual report, you see the development in raw material prices, coal, uh, gold and cement, and we can understand that there's not going to be big investments in 15, but maybe slow growth in 16 mainly in developing countries, probably. My first question, well, uh, we have touched upon it, actually, uh, because the others have more or less asked the same questions, I believe, but please confirm that we are at the bottom 
and of a cycle. And you are in a strong position to meet your long-term expectations. Um, well, I'd like you to confirm that, if you can, please, if I've understood that correctly. My next question uh, has to do with the change in the number of employees because of the cyclical nature of the business. Is it possible to say more about whether you can do anything to reduce the effects of fluctuations? Could you go into new businesses, you know, other areas that are not so cyclical, maybe stabilize the business? Um, last year, the result was not good. Uh, and I, th I thought, you know, with your M&A activities and acquisitions and so on, uh, that was that was before Mr. Schulz took over, but you had some initiatives, acquisitions. Right. EBITDA margins, we are hearing 3 to 8 percent, and the similar numbers are 12 to 15 for customer service and uh, product companies. I mean, going beyond a cycle, uh, I suppose that's beyond one financial year. Uh, 3 to 8% is not a lot compared with 12 to 15%, obviously. Can you do anything to enhance efficiency so that you can earn more than 3 to 8% in that particular area? If that's not possible, why not? <laughs> well, as last year, we would like to commend you for being in compliance with the recommendations for good corporate governance. There's only one you don't comply with fully. We believe you should. You should say what the total remuneration is individually for the members of the board and the executive management. I've also looked at the CSR reports to see what you're doing to minimize environmental impact from cement production. CO2, you're going down from 82,000 tons to 45,800 tons. That's a strong decline. It's explained with global efficiency enhancement programs. Can you say more about how you've been able to reduce CO2 levels that much, and can you do even more? My conclusion is my, the general impression we have from what we've heard is that one year from now, F.L. Smith will be in a stronger position than today. On behalf of the Danish Shareholders Association, thank you so much to Mr. Thomas Schultz for participating at the Investor Day and allowing us, the Shareholders Association, to visit the company. That was the 26th of May last year. We appreciate that a lot, Mr. Schultz, and we hope that uh, uh, we hear more going forward also from the CEO because that was a great event. Thank you very much for giving me the time to speak here, and uh, all the best going forward. Thank you. At first, I would like to say it's always an honor to be invited for these events. And um, when you participate in, you see that a lot of uh, my colleagues out of my team are participating too and standing up and giving answers. It's for us very important to get feedback, to get the questions from our shareholders and to have a voice into our shareholders. We transfer that into our organization regularly. Now to the questions. Um, Yes, the bottom started this year in the mining industry. Cement is slightly coming out. We actually were the first ones in the industry saying that already in May 2013. And I have to say in these days we were quite blamed for making such a so-called negative comment. The reason why we could do it is if you analyze the mining industry as well as the cement industry, it's easy to see it's a cyclical industry. 
There is no doubt about it. It's important to recognize that, and it's important to put that into your strategy to flatten your own cycle so that we as Effel Schmidt are not that cyclical as the industries are. That sounds a little bit complicated, but it isn't. You see it in our reorganization, what we did since 1st of January, where we focus on two engineering parts of the business, in mining as well as in cement, as well one product company and one customer service division. Each cycle in mining as well as in cement has a part where the business is mainly service, as we have it today in the recession. Then it will go on into more product business, and after that is succeeded, it will go on in bigger project business, engineering business. So we have now a structure which reflects that, which makes it very easy and simple for our management teams to do the right investments and strategic moves when the next big part of that cycle comes. If we look then into the bottom of the cycle, yes, it's true, we hit it in mining at the beginning of 15, but there is no fast recovery. That's a fact, and it was never in mining. The mining-driven downturn takes a while on the bottom, and we believe that 2015 and the bigger part of 16 will be flat, and especially at the end of 16, showing some growth signs. In cement, as I said before, we are already slowly coming out. Then one word on the 3 to 8% for the engineering business. Our target is over on each day of the cycle of our being always to be over 10% EBITDA, but predominantly to deliver more than 20% return on capital employed. With our engineering business, so-called only, and uh, I see my engineering colleagues smiling about the only, 3 to 8%, with a negative networking capital, what they can achieve, and partly like in cement, already achieved, you have a very, very high return on capital employed, 40, 50, 60, 70%. At the same time, you need the product company and the customer service company, from a financial point of view, to deliver more EBIT or EBITDA, but of course from a business point of view to serve our customers throughout all work what they have to do. Only with that we are a reliable partner. Companies who are not in engineering and or products and or services will have in the future a problem to keep customer relation. And in a very competitive world, this is not a good place to be. Then it was a question about the CO2 and our nice decline in the CO2 uh, emission. We are the experts since more than 130 years out of cement. We can measure in Dania more or less all situations if it comes to CO2 emissions. That is a competence what we have, what we built up since more than 130 years. Of course, we as a company see us as a role model. But the sharp decline, of course, comes out of the separate sales 
as well as with the efficiency program, the decrease and the taking away of not, yeah, of some of the locations. Actually, we closed more than 35 locations around the world based on the efficiency program. Of course, one part was, of course, to get our so-called environmental footprint, what we report in our CSR reports, in a better shape, and that is what we achieved. Um, last but not least, it was about the renumeration, and that is what I led with my dear chairman. Thank you. Yeah, first again, see. First of all, I'd like to thank the speakers for good comments, good questions, and also the many kind words and positive words. A comment I'd like to make to Mr. Jørgensen concerning what he said about information about individual remuneration uh, terms for members of the executive management. We are actually in the group of the majority of the C20 index where we decide to state the pay to the CEO and the total amount paid to the board of, uh, to the uh, executive committee, but we don't give other individual information. It may be interesting for some people, but not necessary. Uh, just to say that we are not alone in this, we are in a group of similar companies taking the same attitude. Thank you. We will then hear from Klaus Östergaard. He is from FLS's own association of shareholder of, uh, of salaried employees. Sorry, salaried employees. Chairman of the meeting, board directors, executive management, dear shareholders. Last year when we met, there was a bad market. We had made a loss. Uh, everything was minimized, and we had a downsizing program, which in Denmark cost the, the job for one out of five of our colleagues. And globally, the situation was not so good either. We are still at the bottom of, of a cycle, but... Now, the result that I would say promises well for the future and for the upturn in uh, business trends, except the American and German colleagues in minerals, they're hard hit. But apart from that, we've had uh, a stable number of employees in the year under review. That stability is important also when you want to prepare for the market to, to have an upturn again. And we do prepare. Uh, we have training programs, also management training programs, leadership transition training, uh, very ambitious, very consistently uh, a completed program, the best we've seen in F.L. Smith. And it gives us practical tools uh, towards management instead of ha fancy theories and buzzwords. Very good, hands-on. And the new organization is now in place, and those that I talk to think that this new division is intuitive and makes good sense. Also, the management structure is consistent in the global organization. That's also something we have been missing. Efficiency programs, 
are still doing what they can to ensure we get a reasonable result. But obviously, efficiency programs also um, can can bring about a feeling that there is kind of a, a top steering, top-down steering of details. Um, and perhaps um, sometimes it can be get a feeling of bureaucracy. Perhaps it's necessary uh, because you have a top-down steering, you get quicker results than if you give more freedom locally to organize yourselves. Uh, but still, I hope that our top management, when we have a, uh, an upturn, so we go from being busy to being very busy. We hope that you will relocate decisions more out to the local level. And when you have global guidelines, there should be allowed room for people to uh, have, have a local approach that, that's suitable. We have our values, 130 years. We have basic values that are anchored also in a Danish culture cooperation, competence, responsibility. Those are the three values. Safety and security is also an integral part of our awareness. We want to be a responsible employer, a responsible citizen, and responsible in cooperation with politicians. Reliable, a reliable partner. And Thomas Schultz, he said that at the investor meeting. What we promise, we keep, is what he said, and that's responsibility for you. Uh, so we can be proud of that. And I do believe towards our customers, we also live up to it. But when I think about F.L. Smith in other contexts, I think I should quote Churchill. However beautiful the theory, we should occasionally look at the results. So obviously, the top management must show trust. And when we have more of an, of, of, of an, of an upswing, you should give more decision-making power to the local level, uh, as you're saying also in the new management program. With those words, I wish you a good AGM. On behalf of the employees, I hope that we see more progress for F.L. Smith to the benefit of employees and owners alike. Thank you. I just want to say very briefly, thank you very much to Klausus to go on behalf of the uh, salaried employees uh, in F.L. Smith, and thank you for the excellent cooperation we believe we have with, with your association. And um, you can be absolutely certain when we have more of an upswing, we are certainly uh, ready to utilize that in all the ways you talked about. We'll be very happy when we can start taking on people again. Uh, that's for sure, to meet an increase in demand. Thank you for uh, a good intervention. Right. Mr. Bayer is the next speaker. I'd like to hear if there are other requests for the floor after Mr. Bayer. Yes, we have one more request. Okay, I'll get back to you. Let's hear Mr. Bayer first. Thank you. First of all, congratulations are due to the fine result Last year, there was a major weeding out exercise done, meaning that now there's nothing more that can have a negative impact on the development of the group. I have sent a proposal to the board because I feel 
that I would like to give the Board of Directors an opportunity to implement some of the ideas I have uh, with regard to uh, looking after the interests of the small shareholders, the minor shareholders. Some of these initiatives have actually been taken on board, and I'd like to thank you for it. But there's still room for improvement. I still uh, become surprised when I receive a convening notice to an AGM that I get the proposals, but I don't get a minimum of accounting information. Why don't you give us a five-year overview? Why don't you give us the income statement, the balance sheet, the movement in equity capital? Why the movement in equity capital? Because that's our purse. That is what shows us what is actually going on outside the operational uh, factors. In some companies, something happens, interesting things happen in, uh, in, in, uh, that are reflected in the developments in equity capital. So it's a very good place to look if there are things that are going on that oughtn't be going on. But in this company, there are a number of adjustments in relation to currency uh, changes and uh, translations, and there's nothing to do about it. But I think it's, it's a shame that the Danish version that you can get on the Internet does not include the uh, overview of movements in equity capital, which makes it just a bit more difficult to find out what adjustments that are actually made. We're talking several hundred million kroner, so it would be very nice for shareholders also to be able to see what happens inside our purse. As I said, I find that the financial highlights uh, are among those things that I would like to see, but I still want you to sh show us the share capital because sometimes there are write-downs of the share capital and that's why it's interesting for us as shareholders to be able to follow developments here too. And I also would like to get information in the five-year overview of what the nominal amount is of shares. And then also the intrinsic value so that I can be sure that I understand everything correctly. That's very important for a shareholder to understand things correctly. And the intrinsic value is a reflection of the fact that if you sell the company at the carrying amount, then that is what you get. The intrinsic value reflects in expectations of the future. And that's what uh, you, well, you, it's up to you to decide what you think that is. But, but uh, I think the intrinsic value is a good uh, thing to be informed of. It's important for shareholders to feel comfortable and feel that they can trust the company in which they have decided to buy shares. So you are trendsetters in a number of ways, but there's still room for improvement. The last thing I'd like to say is the following. When you look at the financial statements, it would be such a good idea if you could click your way from the list of contents to the individual chapters. For instance, if you want the operational accounts, you click it and then you go there immediately. And if there's a note, then you can click on the number of the note and then you will be taken immediately and automatically to that note. Surely that doesn't involve a lot of money. And if you save money in some respects, why not use the money thus saved 
to do something good for the shareholders. It would be nice for us to be able to find our way about in the accounts in a, a fairly swift and convenient manner. If you don't translate everything into Danish, and I, do, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do that, having to translate from English into Danish surely uh, can't be done fairly quickly. I mean, ask professionals to do it, and it can't take that much time. Because after all, it's the same text year in, year out. Also part of the notes. Uh, I don't think it would cost a lot, and it would be very important to shareholders that we get this material in a language that we understand 100%. We don't all have a university degree in English. And I very often uh, have doubts about some of the more specialist terms and expressions. So this leaves me with wishing you good luck in future. Congratulations with the fine results. I don't expect to see a doubling next year, but if you can keep up the good pace during difficult times, you've done a good job. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kilbaya, for a good intervention, and thank you for the positive words you had to tell us. And I'm glad that you noticed that we have actually listened to you in regard to a number of items, and now you are proposing some other things that we will also uh, address. I hope you've noticed also that the Danish version is now uh, lengthier than it was um, the year before. That was a, a view you put forward last year. Well, thank you for your proposals, and we'll take a look at them individually and see if we want to make any changes. Thank you so much. Does anyone else wish to have the floor? There was a person down there. Please come up here. And there's one person more over here. Hi. Hello. I'm Marie Olofsson, and I speak today on behalf Oh, is this thing moving? It is. It's moving. Oh, I didn't intend it to. I speak on behalf of a shareholders association called Best Women. We work to have more women on Danish corporate boards and management uh, committees. We have bought shares in this company because the number of women on uh, in top management and on the board is very low. There's only one woman on the board elected by the AGM and one in the top management team. An experienced shareholders, a shareholder in this group will know that this is the fourth year in a row that we attend the AGM and take the floor to explain this. And I feel it's a shame that I have to do this once again because we really feel that the way that the composition is in the uh, governing bodies of this company isn't good enough. And it's not satisfactory to have to go here year in and year out and talk about this and seeing absolutely no change. It's a problem that there are so few women at the top of F.L. Smith. And we are not the only ones who feel this. In Denmark and in Europe as a whole, 
there has been introduced legislation in recent years about this, precisely to make sure that corporations do an active effort to get more women uh, in top positions. You're a listed company, so you're not only committed to comply with legislation, but you also have the applicable uh, recommendations concerning corporate governance that you ought to comply with. You, you, you need to take these seriously. We're pleased that in the past year, there's, uh, we, we ha now have one woman, uh, and in top management, but we can see that there is little room for women apparently in this company. This is far from satisfactory. We are at a loss to understand why. Is it a problem to recruit uh, competent women in this male-dominated industry, or is it just that you don't think that it is an important factor to have diversity at the top of your management structure? Over the past couple of years, we see that lots of women have actually entered the boardrooms in male-dominated businesses, in the Rio Tinto group, for instance, and in Wholesome, where a Danish woman has actually joined the board. We are pleased that apparently outside Denmark, they have now realized that there are competent women to be found. But it appears that it's going to be a long time until competent women and women with ambitions will be able to get to the top in Denmark. This is a waste of good resources. As a shareholder, we feel that the time came long ago for something to happen in this company's top governing bodies. New eyes are required. You have had a disastrous year in 2013. 2014 was a bit better. For the past four years, your share price has declined by 30%, which is reflective of the declining confidence of investors in your company. And most also in 2012, you carried out a number of dangerous acquisitions. You have now decided that you need to, be, uh, to run a very tight financial program, but we still think that there ought to be replacements made at the top government bodies. So this is a, an excellent opportunity for you to find some fine women candidates. And we look forward to seeing what is going to happen at next year's AGM in this respect. Thank you for your attention. Thank you to Maria Olofsson from Best Women for this intervention. As regards women, the executive management and on the board, the board carries out ongoing assessment of diversity in regard to board, executive management, and employees in general. At the end of 2014, women were 14% of the total number of employees while 10.3% of all managers are women. The board would like to see in the longer term the number of women in managerial positions reflecting the number of women in total in the company. In the short term, we want at least 10% female managers in 2014, and we have reached that. The board, we've set a goal. We would like to see at least 25% women on the board in 2016. Today, the share is 16% of the members elected by the AGM. If you look at all members, 
is around 22% if you look at all board members, including those elected by the employees. But obviously it's important to ensure at all times that the board has the right competences uh, in regard to the current uh, challenges. I'm happy that Maria Olofsson praises us a little bit also uh, because our result has improved and obviously our ambitions are very big. We want to improve even further. And diversity is an important topic for us and we do have goals, we do have objectives and we are working to achieve them. And there was someone over here. Right, please approach and please introduce yourself. And while you walk up here, I'd like to know, are there any other requests for the floor? I can't see other requests being made. Okay. I am Bang Peterson and I have been working in the company for the past 50 years. I get up here now, first of all, to praise the company for the profile brochure published this year, which is a summary of the fat book called the Consolidated Financial Statements. Apparently, it's not only been sent to shareholders, but also to all employees. It gives us an excellent picture of the, what we're all working for. But there are two things that I noticed. It says we base ourselves upon Danish values, and then it says the number of Danish employees is declining. So my question is, Danish values, that's correct because we shareholders are all Danes. So the company is based upon Danish values, the money that we have invested in it. But the other part of it, the company, of course, has changed from the good old days when practically all employees were located in Denmark and production was mainly in Denmark. But now we're a good global business. And uh, that has a certain inconvenience attached to it because a very low number of employees are in this country and practically no production takes place here. It takes place outside Dan our borders. So we are no longer investors in a Danish business in the sense that s most activity, 90% of it, takes place outside Denmark. But it's fine that we can still uh, sort of keep things going here. And there's another benefit. There has been a change, and our basis has changed from Danish to being a global, but customers are still out there. And there's one thing we know, and that is that when a person comes to us with a mountain, we can still help him benefit from it, and we know that the customers know this. The employees. We heard the chairman from the Association of Salad Employees. He represents less than 10% of the employees. So it's fine that he can actually be allowed to speak. But what about the remaining 90% employees that work also outside Denmark? I would like all these employees outside Denmark to be given a copy of the same brochure that we got today and that one way or the other, an attempt is made by the company to create a network for all employees all over the world. In the good old days when we were all in Denmark, know-how was easy to, to find 
because it was usually in the office next door. But now we have companies abroad, so easy contact and the easy sharing of knowledge is a bit more difficult nowadays. So I would like at some point to see the company, and I don't know, well, the, the employee contact is something that merits more attention. But I'd like to congratulate you with the fact that despite difficult times, it's still possible for this old lady to dance to any tune that is played for her. Mr. Peterson, thanks a lot. Very good comment. It is absolutely in line with that what we what we drive here in our company since quite a while. I think since the beginning of 2014, when we presented on one of the VL meetings our view on Danish values. And here I'm not talking about your shareholder, our shareholders money into the company. I talk really the Danish value set. I know it's not so much known the industry in Denmark, the mining industry in specific, but definitely the cement industry. Customers around the globe, which counts for more than 99% of our business, are very much interested that we partner up with them and talk about Danish value set. Anti-corruption, transparency, cooperation, belief in people, gender diversity, national diversity are big themes in the mining as well as in the cement industry. And we can contribute a lot and we do so. We take it as a major theme when we go out and talking with clients. One part of it is, as Klaus said it, safety too. We have a very good track record on these things, and we are not hesitant to talk about it. We do that, of course, to improve our market position, but in reality, we ask ourselves a lot, what is a company, what keeps us together? No matter that I'm as a typical engineer, like to see equipment, welded steel, good tolerances, but what keeps a company together is the belief of the individuals and the pride of the brand, what they represent. That's the clue, the values. And that is what we share. And wherever you go on an F.H. Schmidt facility, you see the Danish banner as a clear sign that our task is to spread that around the world. Denmark is fantastically recognized in the world as number one in transparency. And that is what we tell outside the country a lot, by far more than I'm as a foreigner here in Denmark see it. We are proud of that. And if I talk about we, then I mean the colleagues in India, in South Africa, in Germany, in US, and of course in Denmark. That's the clue of the company, and we will not give up on that. This is the mental strength and the mental backbone for the next 130 years. Thank you. Does anyone else wish to speak? There is one more speaker coming up. Does anyone else wish the floor? 
If not, I would say that we have exhausted the list of speakers. You have the floor, sir. Hi, I'm Werner. Dear shareholders, I think this is uh, really not good enough. We have so many older shareholders in the room who are not very good at English. We've heard a number of interventions here. We, we hear it all in English. I'm convinced that those that come up here and speak and say something, they say it from their heart, and they expect the rest of us, uh, you know, to understand the reply. So I would encourage going forward, uh, you know, what is being said in, in English, we should have it in your system. I mean, it should also be given the reply in Danish. I'd like to see that. Thank you. So a good piece of advice to the board directors. Uh, I'm certain the board will consider that for next year. Um, any other people requesting the floor? That is not the case. So we have exhausted the list of speakers. Well, we have now heard all these items on the agenda. The first ones, first item one, that's the board director's report on the company's activities. That's, a, that's something you debate. You don't vote on that. When you had the discussion, you've, uh, you've noted the contents. Item two, that's the presentation approval of the annual report. The financial statement for 2014 has been reviewed, has been commented. Are there any further comments? If not, I consider the annual report duly approved. Item three, that's the approval of the board director's fees. As we heard from the chairman, there are two bits to that. One bit is the final approval of the fees for 2014, the remuneration for 2014. The other bit is the determination of the level for 2015. Last year, the AGM approved the uh, fee for 2014, the basic fee, 400,000, twice for the, twice that for the vice chairman and three times that amount for the uh, chairman and there are additional fees for committee work, as you can see in the convening note. Uh, there are no changes proposed, but just the final adoption of what was preliminarily uh, approved last year. Any comments? If not, duly approved. Uh, B. That's then the preliminary determination of remuneration for 2015, and it's proposed that the remuneration will be unchanged and will, will then come up for final approval next year. Duly approved. That brings us to item four. That's a distribution of profits, a covering of losses. The board is proposing to pay nine kroner dividend per share. The AGM can only decide to reduce that, but the AGM cannot increase it. Does anybody wish to reduce the dividend? Let me put, when you put it that way, you know, people normally accept it quite quickly, says the chairman of the meeting. So that was item four. Five, that selection of members to the board directors, the whole board and uh, the executive management, they're all present up here in the first row. There must be five to eight members of the board. At the moment, there are six members selected by the AGM, and then there are obviously those selected by the employees. As you have heard from the chairman's report and the discussion, subsequently, also what we've heard from Best Women, there is a pro uh, proposal to re-elect the members of Vaughan Torkil Benson, Martin Evert, Steen Jacobson, Tom Knudsen, and Caroline Grégoire Saint-Marie, uh, they're all proposed for re-election. 
it is possible to nominate other candidates. There is silence in the room, so we congratulate the members of the board duly re-elected. Next item, that's the appointment of an auditor. Uh, the auditors are also present, Deloitte, and the board proposes to re-elect the auditors. Any other candidates? It's rarely seen, but it could happen, obviously. It's not impossible. Well, duly re-elected. Congratulations uh, to Deloitte. One more year. 7-1, that's the proposal for an update of the overall guidelines for incentive pay. You heard a thorough review of that by the chairman in the report, and there were comments, and there was approval from ATP in connection with the uh, uh, subsequent questions. Are there any other questions concerning that particular item? Kilbaya has the floor. These incentive programs, this has to do with the, the purse I mentioned, with the equity capital. I'd like to vote in favor of this, but in return, you need to give me better information. When you buy treasury shares, you need to show if it's treasury shares intended for writing down the share capital or intended for uh, giving to the employees. I noted this. There was a Danish business that bought treasury shares to the tune of 2.6 million kroner for the employees. They were written down over the equity capital to zero. This is okay in accordance with legislation, but the share price declined because of the financial crisis and 206 no, well, 206 million, sorry, the speaker corrects himself, uh, declined in value to a third. And then, all of a sudden, there's a major loss. It's not entered in the accounts. And this is something that you can only find if you can calculate your way through the documents. They then proceeded to offering the same shares to the employees. And I think it's not okay to do things that cannot be identified by the shareholders. If you want to take money away from the purse, you need to be very clear in your communication about this. We should be told about the gain to the employees at the time that they exercise or they, they uh, uh, exercise the uh, options that they are given to buy shares and so on and so forth. Uh, it's not as if uh, I don't uh, begrudge members of management these uh, options. Uh, it's fine if they do a good job and they get money for it. That's quite all right with me. Thank you, Kelbaya. Your comments concern two of the items we have on the agenda, and that's fine. Seven one concerning incentive pay, and it actually also concerns uh, the question at the end, which is seven three. That's the own shares, the treasury shares. The chairman has said to me that, like what you've mentioned before, these are points of view that the board directors will listen to and address and consider going forward. 
obviously it's not possible here to, to give any promises, and it's uh, difficult for me to carry out a conditional vote. So if we put into the minutes your points of view, isn't that okay? And the board has said that they will address your questions. There is a comment from the speaker, but unfortunately without a microphone. I cannot promise you anything, says the chairman of the meeting, on behalf of the board. Uh, the board has listened to your point of view. They will be entered in the minutes of the meeting, and they will be considered by the board. I think that's what we can do here today, isn't it? I didn't hear it as a request that you wanted a formal vote. Isn't that correct? Yes, you agree. So I think 7-1, I believe, following your comments, has been duly adopted. As I mentioned, 7-2, well, there was a bill in Parliament uh, submitted yesterday by the government and the government decided not to ruin the authorizations that already exist uh, because the uh, act will not come into force until the 1st of July 2016. Therefore, uh, the uh, proposal has been withdrawn by the board for now. It'll probably pop up again next year, but then there's more time to take a look at it. Unless there's anybody who wishes to know more about it, um, um, 7-2 has been withdrawn. It's up to the Parliament to adopt what they want to adopt. The next item is 7-3. That's Treasury shares. Practically all listed Danish companies are asking for this. It's an authorization to purchase Treasury shares. And they can be used to cover obligations, incentive programs, or can be used to reduce the share capital or in, in other ways. The authorization is worded here. It's a standard authorization, the same that practically all companies have. It's 10% of the share capital, and it allows a variation of 10% vis-a-vis the price on the stock exchange. We've noted Mr. Kelbayer's point of view, but are there any other point of the point of view? If not, this is normally a relatively simple item to adopt. Duly adopted. That brings us to the last item on the agenda. That's any other business. You can have the floor, but we cannot vote on anything other under any other business. Does anybody wish to speak before I give the floor to the chairman of the board to finalize the AGM? That's not the case. The formal part has now been completed. Back to the chairman of the board, Mr. Van Sørensen. Thank you. I'd like to say to all guests and shareholders in this room, thank you for turning up here. It's a high turnout, higher than what's usual, perhaps because we are in new surroundings. But we're pleased to see the high turnout also. Thank you very much for very good comments and questions and many proposals that we will definitely take home with us and give individual consideration. Also the one about translation. And I'd also like to thank the chairman of the meeting for his competent handling of his job. And uh, with these words, I adjourn the meeting. There is a, a bit of refreshments outside. Safe home journey.